This is Ben from Armor for Sleep. I'm hanging out with Rob from Front Row Live. Uh, I think he's pretty cool. Thanks, guys. Ben, it's so good to get to catch up with you once again. Uh, definitely been quite some time since our last meetup, but I'm super excited that uh, Armor for Sleep is back with new music uh, first in 15 years, but it honestly didn't feel like you guys skipped a beat. Like, And I love that. I felt like it was a continuation of your last music. Um, so I want to dive in and talk about like that creative process and just like, do you feel like there was a difference this time around coming into how far apart as opposed to your previous material? Um, you know, it didn't feel super different just because I think we all took a vow as a band that we weren't going to put out new, uh, music until it was, um, uh, like coming from a real place or, or, you know, that we feel like we had to do it. So, um, for this new stuff, um, yeah, it was definitely a very, concise vision for what we wanted to do going into the record and um you know it wasn't it was i don't i don't feel like we had to fish for something you know this was all very very planned out and um you know came from a very real place i guess now i love that the last two records uh you worked with machine um and when i saw that there was new music i honestly thought that maybe machine was back for another track or another run uh, this time you guys jumped into the studio with Courtney Ballard. So what was the idea behind that? And and what was that experience like for you with Courtney? Yeah. So Courtney, Courtney's awesome. I think he did a really good job uh, making the record. He's a very talented producer. Um, the difference between, uh, you know, then and now is um, when we recorded with machine, we were all living in New Jersey and machine had his studio in New Jersey. So it was a, uh, it was very convenient for us to just go there because we all live there. Um, flash forward 15 or 17 years, whatever it is now, um, I live in Los Angeles now. So um, I, uh, I was introduced to Courtney through some mutual friends and started playing him some new Armour for Sleep stuff that I was working on. And um, we were talking about how his recording studio was like less than a mile from where I was living in Los Angeles. So a little bit of that similar like geographical connection that just made it easy to do. Uh, I think machine was in Austin for a while and then moved back to New Jersey. So um, I just, I, I got to talking to Courtney and we just kind of um, we clicked right away. So, so I, I think, you know, that's kind of how that worked out. So would you say like there was a particular song that you already had in mind uh, when you reached out to Courtney and started to, to have those first few sessions or was it something that you guys like as soon as you guys connected like stuff started to kind of flow out from scratch yeah so i actually originally met with courtney about um doing like an armor for sleep ep we were we were throwing around the idea of doing um a split release with another band and i had been working on some stuff i was planning on uh doing the rain museum as a full album but i kind of had like bits and pieces of songs and uh courtney Courtney actually heard some of the stuff that I was working on through my Instagram stories. Cause I think there was a period of a couple months where I was just kind of posting a lot of stuff that I was working on. So he was like, Hey, why don't you come into the studio and play me these little, like, you know, your, your song starts and we can see if you guys want to record that EP with me. So I went in and I played him the stuff that I was working on. And then he called me the next day and he was like, dude, he's like, I think we should do this full length now. And um, I was I think I was like not ready. Like I, I, if it's up to me, I'll keep working on songs forever, basically. 
Um, so sometimes I need someone to be like, no, like you're ready to go now. So Courtney really gave me a kick in the ass to be like, no, these are these are very close to being done as the full album that you want to do. So he helped me jumpstart the process of kind of realizing that I was closer than I thought I was. Um, and uh, I think maybe that was in like May of 2020. And then we planned to start recording in July. Um, so I had uh, another month to finish writing the songs, basically. So had Courtney not stepped in, you think you might have still be just thinking about just writing material? Maybe. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think that that amount of time would have been extended for sure. I think um, Courtney, Courtney definitely made it happen. Um yeah, sooner. And, you know, it's not like at that point we were talking to like 15 producer, like a lot of people think like, oh, how did you choose this one guy over other guys? Like a lot of times it's not like let's line up 20 producers and like have meetings with all of them. Sometimes it just kind of happens. And, and uh, you know, it happened very naturally with Courtney and he knew I was in a space where I was writing a lot. And so it did, it wasn't rushed, but at the same time, he gave me the um, the fire under my ass to to finish up what I was doing. Yeah. Now, when you come in and, and work with a new producer, um, do you feel like your guard's always up? Like, especially when it's like you have these great ideas and then they kind of reject them or they have a, a different idea to do. Like, did you feel that that kind of happened during this process with Courtney? Yeah, I guess in the past, when we were a younger band, um, uh, it, it's weird. It's weird being in a band when you are young and you have cool ideas, but then there's a producer that comes in that you respect um, you never know how much of your ideas you should give up to the producer and, um, you know, let them kind of be like, no, that's a, that's a stupid drum part or like, that's a, that's a bad chorus and how much you should like stand your ground. So I think maybe in the past we weren't sure of ourselves and we, um, we took too much of what a producer said to heart, you know? And I think this time with Courtney, Courtney already loves what we had done as a band and, um, kind of respects the songs that I bring to the table. So it was refreshing with him. Um, he was like, I want you to do what you want to do. And I don't want to mess with that uh, vision. Um, he just wanted to help make it sound good. And, you know, so it was, it was really cool working with a producer who was like, like, for instance, on the lyrical side of things, like he never tried to change lyrics. He was like, you know what you're doing. You have, you know, you're coming from a place and you have a story to tell. So he he did take that kind of like step back approach. And I personally think I thrive in that space. You know, I don't thrive when somebody steps in and tries to tell me, you know, um, the way things need to be, you know. So I, I really I respected that about Courtney. And um, and I think he added a lot to this album, actually. So now early on, like I feel like Armour helped a lot of us like music fans kind of get over tough situations with your lyrics, uh, the vulnerability that you have in your lyrics, the, 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 the feeling that you give us through your lyrics. Um, like I said, in the beginning of this interview, it felt like you didn't skip a beat with this new track, no matter how long, how much time passed. Um, how do you feel as a songwriter? How do you feel like that your songwriting has evolved? And do you feel like you've gotten more vulnerable now that you're older? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it's maybe evolved in that I, re I recognize <clears throat> what works for me and like the, the songs that I'm happiest with myself are the ones where I know I wasn't bullshitting and I know I was actually talking about something, um, usually something painful or, you know, something tough that I've been through. Um, like looking back, I'm like, oh, I like, I think 
you know, those are the most genuine songs that I wrote. So I think if anything, what I've realized is <clears throat> that um, if I don't, if I'm not telling the truth about something that I'm feeling in my life, it's probably not going to be a good song. So, um, you know, I just, I realize that if, if I don't have something to say, or if I'm not tapping into something real, like it's best to put down the guitar and, and wait for another day, you know, whereas in the past I would just try and maybe talk about something that I wasn't really caring about, or just like trying something for the sake of trying it. But now I just, uh, I think I like listen to myself a little bit more. And, um, so I guess I just, I, I, I trust myself more than I did when I was younger, I guess. Now you mentioned that uh, at first you were considering an EP with with uh, as far as new music goes, but you were also working on the Rain Museum. Um, mm -hmm. So what really kickstarted that initial process for this album? Like, what made you realize, all right, it's time to work on a new album for Armor? Yeah. So I um, after What to Do When You Were Dead came out, which was the concept album we did in a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I, the next album after that, I wanted to do an album called The Rain Museum. And I had this, uh, this short story that I wrote um, about this, uh, you know, like post-apocalyptic world. And there was this museum in the middle of the desert. And it was like this whole world. And I, I, wanted, I wanted to do like a crazier version of What to Do When You Were Dead, where um, like, I don't know if you remember, but What to Do When You Were Dead came with a little booklet um that was like a little like guide to the afterlife booklet and uh, yeah so I was I was really like amped up about that so for the rain museum I wanted to make like a comic book or actually like a novel that would accompany the album um and I had all these big ideas for it and at the time that's when we decided to sign to a major label and our management company was like hey for the next album after what to do when you were dead let's just simplify things like don't do the concept album like just kind of like chill out on that and like I had all my creative juices flowing and like I, I really had a vision for this album and like what the artwork was going to be in the vibe of it but I was like you know what let, let me just put it on hold because I, we were trusting the management around us and we put out another album and it didn't it didn't kind of go as planned and we kind of like suffered under the whole major label thing and so then we kind of broke up that was like 2009 and uh you know i never got i never got to like you know see the rain museum come to life but it's something i always wanted to do like even for there's a little bit of a side note but even for uh smile for them which is the album we did on warner we did a, a music video for a song called hold the door and in the music video there's a sign of a record shop that I walk by and the director of the music video was like, Hey, do you want, do you want the sign on the record shop to say uh, anything in particular? And in my head, I was like, I was like, I always wanted the rain museum to come to life. So I was like, can you have it say RM records? You know what I mean? Because like, I wanted to put in a teaser for the rain museum. So like I was planting these teasers all along, but like, I never got to like, I, it never got to see the light of day. Anyway, there's a really long winded story, but flash forward to 2020. Um, when hit and everyone went into uh you know some people started having their little projects like i have a friend who started like whittling a chess set and like other people were like doing jigsaw puzzles and i was like you know what this would be a great time uh to like hunker down and finally like bring the rain museum to life so i started doing that and um just like working away through the through the and then actually something really unfortunate in my life happened my marriage of eight years uh disintegrated and um 
I kind of went through a very dark process of, of, I mean, I think everyone, uh, unfortunately has been through, um, a tough breakup. So I was going through a really tough breakup, um, in the heart of when you like, I couldn't see my friends. I couldn't see family, all of LA was, um, but I really wanted to keep focusing on writing this album and to make a, a long story short, I know this has been a really long story, but I started filtering in what I was going through and the story of, um, you know, kind of like the dark tides that were going on in my mind, like that started filtering into this concept album that I was trying to write. And, um, and you know, I wasn't planning on that for, uh, on, on that to happen, but, and at one point I was like, should I stop and like split up these two things? But in my head, it, it made sense that um, the Rain Museum should be an album about all of this stuff. So uh, what came out of it was like a combination of kind of like some of the landscapes and I guess like colorings of this initial concept album I had from like years ago that I've always wanted to see come to life, but also this very real messed up thing that was going on in my life kind of like laid over the top of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the album is kind of like a dual, a dual album of, you know, the concept record and, you know, this really breakup that I was going through. Yeah. So you essentially became like the, the character for this record. Um, yeah. is that, I, is that exactly. a different way of writing for you? Yes, it was certainly unique. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on that to happen. Um, I usually like to be very much like, no, I'm going to write this story. And and then at the end, I could be like, that's exactly how I intended. But with this one, like life got in the way. And, um, you know, I think there's no way I could have planned it to happen. But I also knew that it was the process was important for me. And I think that, um, you know, it was definitely an artistic expression of this idea that I had and what I was going through. So, you know, I I thought it would be a, a cool release and, I'll never be able to duplicate it again in my life based on like, you know, what was happening. But I think sometimes with art, you know, you can't, you can't plan on what's going to happen when. Um, So. Wow. Damn. Like, because how like sensitive that topic was during that time, like, do you feel like the chemistry that you had recently acquired with, with Courtney, do you think that helped you, I guess, be more comfortable in, in kind of like releasing these lyrics or these vocals during this, during this recording process? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I, I know some people like to think like a producer who gets the best out of you, like maybe before going in to do an emotional song, you guys like have a powwow and really like dig into like, what does this mean? I think Courtney was able to get the best out of me almost because of the opposite. Like he's a very chill figure and he's the kind of person where if he knows something is on your mind, sometimes the best thing to do is just kind of like be that friend that's there and maybe like talk about something, talk about like a Netflix show or just kind of like get your mind off things. But he just has a very like calming presence. And for me, I, you know, that made me comfortable to like, want to do what I was doing. Maybe, maybe someone there who was like a little bit more intense and wanted me to like unravel all these things. Maybe I would have like clammed up. So I think um, Courtney's uh, chill demeanor, uh, you know, definitely helped me feel comfortable about, you know, like coming into the studio and spilling my guts every day. Um, 
Yeah. At the same time, like recording these vocals, uh, because you're going through this emotion and it's pretty much fresh during this process, like how are you able to kind of control yourself uh, during the recording of the vocals? And how do you feel that you kind of like allowed yourself to step out of your comfort zone because of the pain that you were going through? Yeah. So um, I feel like in the past uh, I've been able to like go through an experience and then write um, a song about it. And it's been like, I'm like kind of like disconnected from the emotions at that point. But I got to say for this album it was the first time where it was like, it was, some songs it was it was pretty hard for me to just like finish and get the words on paper you know because I was still like in the thick of this uh you know of this thing happening in my life um so I think the writing of it was was tougher um going into sing it I think I got more go into like you know performance mode a little bit you know or like where I want to like control my voice to a certain point to like get across what I'm saying so the singing it is not the hard part I think it was just the getting the words on the paper that you know is tough for me so this record uh dropped September 9th and you guys you're gonna be on tour starting next week so can fans look forward to like you guys performing majority or some of this record on this tour and um you know, how exciting is it to be back on the road after so long? Yeah. Um, uh, so we're we're supporting Dashboard and Dashboard Confessional Andrew McMahon on the Hello Gone Days tour um, for two weeks in August. Um, we're really excited about it. Um, also, at the same time, we know a lot of the people that we're going to be playing for. It's not just going to be Armor for Sleep fans. It's going to be fans of Dashboard and Andrew. Um so we're really excited to play our set. Yeah, we are going to play. We're definitely going to play How Far Apart for everyone that's already like uh, watched the video and is uh, loving the song. We might we might play another new one that's going to I think that's going to drop um, when we're out with Dashboard. Um, and then we're going to play, you know, the songs that that I think most of our fans would know. Um, but also on that on that tour opening for Dashboard and Andrew. Uh, we don't have an hour set, you know, so we kind of have to be like uh, a little bit more um, tight with the songs that we play. Um, but yeah, we are we are still excited to play a couple new gems for people. Hopefully we don't bore anyone with the, you know, the couple new songs, but we'll still we'll still play the hits. <laughs> One show that I'm looking forward to is October 30th, House of Blues with the starting line. Um, oh, yeah. You're going to be there. I definitely will. But when they first posted about it, I was like, wait, what's going on? I haven't seen armor in such a long time. And then sure enough, I think like a week later, you guys dropped the the first single. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, like, what was the reasoning behind like throwing this show before even announcing like any, any music? Like that was, that was really cool that you guys did that. Well, yeah, I think that just came around. Um, a lot of bands are going to be in on the West coast area from uh, when we were young. And honestly, I think what happened is we didn't know, we, everybody knew that when we were young uh, was happening. I know a lot of people think that uh, bands weren't aware. So we all knew it was going to happen, but um, we also knew that we, all of the bands had to clear out two weekends in case they added more shows. Like if the first show sold out, um, if the show on the 22nd sold out, we all had to be available for the 23rd and then for the weekend after. So we all thought they were possibly going to do four shows um, for the festival but it turns out the last show was on october 29th 
but a lot of bands were uh, just planning to be on the West Coast anyway, in case they added that fourth show on the 30th. So the starting line, I think, already booked their, you know, were planning on, on coming out to play the festival. And the fact that there was no fourth festival date on October 30th, they were like, damn, we're still going to be on the West Coast. Like, I wonder if there's another band that wanted to play a show with us. So that show came about just because the starting line are going to be all like rehearsed. And after having played the shows, they want to like keep it going. So, I mean, we'll we'll have been ready to rock, too. So we're we were happy to jump on that bill with them. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to when we were Young Fest as well, which I'm still kind of like, is this real? <laughs> Just because <laughs> the lineup is so sick. Yeah. Um, so I can assure uh, I, you it's real, but I mean, we still have the same questions that a lot of you guys have. <laughs> How is this going to work? <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. You know, I think it's, I think it's going to feel like, uh, did you ever go to Warp Tour? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's just, gonna be like the craziness of warp tour just like being dumped in this massive like <laughs> basically parking lot and being like who's playing where and just it's gonna be like a day of mayhem yeah like three days of mayhem um, <laughs> and you know i'm sure like any big festival like there's gonna be a band that's like ready to play and then like their amps aren't on and they're scrambling around and then maybe like <laughs> Uh, you know, like a band can't find their singer when there's like, there's going to be, there's, there's going to be some uh, calamity, but I think, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, October 30th, I'm looking forward to catching you live again. And uh, Ben, it's so good to reunite with you. Congratulations with the new release and I'm looking forward to the rain museum, September 9th. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think everyone's going to enjoy a couple of the new videos we have coming up uh, to support the record. So uh, thank you guys for everyone that's been watching and I uh, uh, can't wait to like share the, the whole thing with everyone soon. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.